Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lilith. And I am Eli. And we're starting another new series again <laughs> this week. Uh, something I've wanted to do for a while, which is simple lore. That is talking about the lore behind various things featured in the anime Symphogear, which is one of my favorite anime of all time. I feel like that's one dangerously uh, dangerously understating how much I like Symphogear. <laughs> but that's certainly a uh, it's a concise way of describing it, I would say. Doesn't Symphogear take up five out of your ten top ten slots on my anime list? I know what I'm about, okay? In any case, as you might have guessed from the title, if you if that's something you look at, we're talking about Gungnir. Now, I will say, Norse mythology is very popular in popular media in general. So it's not surprising that we would find a piece of Norse mythology in Symphogear, especially something that draws so heavily on various mythological weapons. So for this, I will be very briefly summarizing the history and chronology of Gungnir in Symphogear. Then I will be talking about the actual history of Gungnir in real life, and then uh, discussing some other pop culture incarnations of Gungnir. If you don't want any spoilers for Symphogear, because there might be some pretty pretty major spoilers here. I'm going to be covering I mean, most of the series. literally about Symphogear lore, so... Yes. Okay. So we're going to get started. So some basic informations. It's the third relic converted into a Symphogear by Dr. Ryoko Sakurai. It has various designations. The main two are SG... Dash R03 and SG dash R03 Prime. Well, they call it Dash in the anime, but it's an apostrophe which is a frequently used as a prime symbol in math. So semantics. And also black gungnir, which is a black colored gungnir. <laughs> Known wielders of gungnir include Kanade Amo, Hibigi Tachibana. Maria Karanzavna Eve, Hibiki Tachibana, another, and uh, Maria Karanzavna Eve, another. Those are different characters, for the record. So, uh, it debuted in the series in Season 1, Episode 1. So I think I've covered most of the basic background information. So... In-universe history of Gungnir in Symphogear. So, Gungnir was Odin's legendary spear. However, no custodian by that name is known, so confirmation of use prior to the custodian Inki's sacrifice is unknown. So, it was revealed in access to have been the spear of St. Longinus that pierced Christ's sides, and the resulting 2,000 years of belief turned Gungnir into a philosophical armament capable of killing gods and divine entities. Pretty standard stuff. So, it was first used by Kanade Amo. After her parents were killed, she bonded with another Sinful Gear user, and she died during a noise attack at a concert and uh, disappeared. During the battle, however, part of her Gungnir broke off and struck 13-year-old Hibiki Tachibana in the heart, nearly killing her. 
However, Hibiki survived and two years later became a Symphogear wielder and mastered her Gungnir fairly quickly. Now, the one that Kanade had is designation SGR03, and the one Hibiki has is designation SGR03 After all that, the uh, Black Gungnir appeared under the use of Maria Kadenzavna Eve was using it for her organization's ends, and also the shard of Gungnir that had pierced Hibiki's heart was also killing her during the course of that entire incident. Uh, eventually, however, the uh, it was removed and destroyed from her by the Shen Shoujing Symphogear's purifying laser. And subsequently, Hibiki gained use of uh, the Black Gungnir, which became the new SGR03 Dash. That's uh, the only real part of this that I remember. Uh, Hibiki turning into a werewolf. Good times. <laughs> Am I remembering that correctly? You are remembering that correctly. I will. All right. I'll get to that in in a second. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. I'm just covering like the very basics of like. What happened to Gungnir? <laughs> I'm not concerned with everything around it. Uh, okay, during the Magical Girl incident, it was upgraded with an Ignite module. And during the Bavarian Illuminati crisis, it was rebuilt using a piece of the uh, old Gungnir that had grown out of Hibiki towards the end of her fusion with the original Gungnir fragment uh, that was known as the Fool's Stone. And during the final confrontation of the crisis, the Gung Hipiki and the Gung Nier absorbed the abilities of the other five Symphogear and to defeat uh, Adam Weishaupt. Gung Nier gained an amalgam form during the Shem Ha slash Noble Red crisis, and it also possesses an X Drive form as well as the ultimate Burning X Drive form. So that is a very basic, very basic overview of the history in story. I did not cover any of the details. So, let's see here. So, prior to fragmentation and being converted into a Symphogear, Gungnir was a spear with a 147 centimeter haft of an unknown material and a long Jarn spearhead, which basic research has revealed to be some form of iron held together by quote-unquote Yggdrasil, which is presumed to be some kind of wood. Its total length was 170 centimeters. Seems kind of short for a spear, all things considered. So as a Symphogear, Gungnir manifests as a lightly armored bodysuit... And its headphone headband has a pair of uh, pointy decorations. I'm not really sure how to describe them. They look kind of like bunny ears. Not not quite, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, vaguely-ish. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm literally looking at your picture. You're in the <laughs> Discord. In, in the Discord call that we have going. And I can vaguely see what you're talking about. It's Habiki. She, yes. she 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 punches things. She yells. She yells while punches, punching things, 
And then she then proceeds to lyrical Nanaha the things that she punches. Good times. So, as for appearance, uh, while in the possession of Kanade, Gungnir was an even mix of black and white coloration, with some combination of orange, red, and yellow accents. And, uh, oh yeah. Simple Gears all have this thing called armed gear, which basically is a weapon based on whatever weapon they're made out of. So in Gungnir's case, it's a spear. And this is the case for Kanade. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that in all of, all of its forms, Gungnir's gauntlets are very prominent, much more that, so than other uh, Simple Gears. And this is because they're used to form the spear Gungnir. So... We've gone to Hibiki, who used it the longest. Uh, changed a whole bunch as the series progressed. Primarily, though, it was white with yellow accents, with some orange, red, and black details. And it also had a scarf, starting from the Frontier incident. And Hibiki never used an arm gear, preferring instead to just basically... Instead of like manifesting it as a separate spear... It's just a big oversized war gauntlet for her, which is pretty cool. Like I said, she punches things. Exactly. And she and when it doesn't work, she punches it harder. And then of course Maria's Gungnir was primary black with orange red accents. Fittingly, since it was black Gungnir. And unlike the other Gungnirs, it also had a cape, which could be used to block attacks. And also to attack with. And she also was able to manifest the spear armed gear. Which was black instead of the white of Kanade's. Uh, other abilities of the Gungnir. So, I mean, obviously there's... You can hit hard. You don't die when a noise touches you. Pretty standard stuff for Simple Gears. Uh, Hibiki had a issue with uh, the shard of Gungnir in her chest, uh, which caused her to go berserk at times. Oh, yeah, the Hibiki werewolf. Yeah, Hibiki werewolf. And uh, this would later be kind of tamed in the Ignite module, but that's another discussion. So I think I think that's most of the, uh, most of the story background. So moving on to real life. So, like I said, Norse mythology is really popular with lots of people, and so it's made its way into a lot of popular culture. But Norse mythology is also kind of... Uh, how do we put this? It's kind of... Like, there's a lot of stuff written about it, but we don't actually know what was going on originally. Because all we have, primarily, is secondhand sources from post-Christianization, but Gungnir is probably not divine, so it's wasn't hit too bad. There's not there's not too many legends from Norse mythology that feature Gungnir. The main one is the Treasures of the Gods. And I read two different versions of it in preparation for this episode. Um one was from Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman which is a bit more of a narrative version. And uh, the other is 
by Daniel McCoy, which is very, very matter of fact, just the uh, just the most popular retelling of the story. <clears throat> but very basically, the story of the treasures of the gods goes like this. It's kind of a secondhand product of the story, though, in that Loki did something stupid, so he went to go fix it. And in the process, had the sons of Ivaldi uh, create three treasures for him, and then also convinced the brothers Brock and Eitri to also make three treasures. And then they were all presented. And of and of course, uh, this is also where Thor gets Mjolnir, uh, Tyr gets his folding boat. Sif gets her golden hair back. Uh, there was also a boar for Tyr. What else? What else was there? Right. Uh, Draupnir. The, uh, the dripper. And then also Gungnir. Which was kind of like an afterthought in this story. Most of the story is about the origin of Mjolnir. Makes some sense. People don't care about Gungnir as much as they call it as much as they care about Mjolnir. So, in Gaiman's version, it is claimed that it will penetrate anything, it will always find its mark, and an oath taken on it is unbreakable. And it's also described as a beautiful spear carved with intricate runes. So, in uh, McCoy's version, it's mentioned as being a spear that never failed to hit its mark, so... We can corroborate that. And it also mentions the name is translated as swaying. I'm not really sure what that means. In any case. And the other major story I could find that mentions Gungnir is in Odin's discovery of the runes in which Odin hangs himself from Yggdrasil and then stabs himself with Gungnir in a sacrifice of and to himself in order to obtain the runes. Again, Gungnir is a... It's a minor afterthought. It's part of the story, but it's not, like, super important. Uh, in an article by McCoy, there's a mention of all of the above myths, and also a story of how during the war between the Aesir and the Vanir, Odin hurled Gungnir over the battlefield beforehand and declared... Odin owns all of you. And then this was imitated by the Norse people during their own battle in the hopes that Odin would grant them victory. And it also mentions how Gungnir had runes carved on its tip, which was also imitated by the Norse. Although, depending on how you want to look at history and uh, mythological interaction with uh, culture, whether the story of Gungnir has runes on its tip so Norse people started carving runes on their spears. Or Norse people had runes on their spears, and they're like, why do we do this? Oh, it's because Odin has uh, sp runes on his spear. Obviously. So, obviously, in real life, we don't have a physical model of Gungnir to reference. Well, not that you know of. No, not that I know of. <laughs> if, we, if we somehow unearth <laughs> the real Gungnir one day, I'm going to be like... Ah! I think it would be even crazier if it turned out it would have been the Spear of St. Longinus all along. Then then I'll really know we're in the Symphogear timeline. I'll be so freaking hyped. 
uh, well, in any case, if we can't find the real Gungnir anytime soon, the best we can do is reference uh, art, uh, artistic interpretations. Such as uh, the 1886 painting Odin the Wanderer, which primary fe feature features Odin, but he's holding Gungnir, which is just a very simple wooden spear with a metal tip that has Gungnir written in runes along its shaft. And now, naturally, being a magical weapon from Norse mythology, you better believe there's a whole bunch of anime, and, and other stuff, mo anime and a whole lot of other stuff, that have taken Gungnir and just ran ran with it. So, obviously, Symphogear has it, its major plot point in Symphogear. It appears in a certain magical index, actually. It does. Yes. Um, do you care about spoilers for Magical Index? Because I know you were watching it. Slightly. What kind of spoiler are we talking about here? Uh, I don't know. Is it a spoiler to say the world gets destroyed? <laughs> no. Okay, then. <laughs> well, okay, so. I will try and avoid specific names. But if, if you run into this while you're... While you're watching or reading it. Sorry. <laughs> so, Gungnir is a spiritual item desired by a magic god for the purposes of destroying the world. Uh, it's shown to be a spear, but we only ever get to see replicas. Its main ability is to control the weather and other natural occurrences, but also appears to have been syncretized with Mjolnir in that it always hits a target and returns to its owner's hand when thrown. And, uh... It is thrown by the magic god who was looking for it, and it ends up destroying the world. Obviously, that doesn't take. I mean, yeah. It's index. It's index we're talking about. It was only a replica. And that is that is an interesting thing when comparing, like, historical artistic depictions to modern, like, pop culture depictions of Gungnir, is the historic artistic interpretations are very simple like it's it's a spear it's a very simple spear but once you get to the modern pop culture interpretations you get all these like crazy designs that are completely impractical all i'm saying is the the, the pictures i saw of the index gungnirs they're like horribly balanced they've got weird like protrusions around the tip so you can't actually stab through someone you can only like stab up to the tip which i know that's useful in some forms of pull weapons but alternatively you just push harder <laughs> well fair i mean considering one of gungnir's abilities in uh mythology is supposed to have been it can pierce anything, so I suppose it doesn't matter what you put on it, it'll like it'll go right through. Which is kind of terrifying. Uh, anyways, so in Date A Live, Date Alive, whatever, Gungnir is a powerful cannon on the ship Fraxinus, and also apparently uh, the Archangel Camiel. Which is cool. It's cool. Anyways... I didn't look too too far into it because I'm I am watching Day to Live and I don't want to spoil myself too much. Um, insult Lily Bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't think that show up. Uh, Gungnir is just a class of charm, which is the weapons they use. 
which has a machine gun and lance mode. There's also a carbine version, but I I don't care about that. So in uh, Marvel Comics, specifically I mentioned the MCU in my notes, it's a spear wielded primarily by Odin and later by Thor, had the ability to shoot energy blasts and channel dark energies to teleport beings, and it was and it is currently presumed lost as of the recording of this episode uh, in relation to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Suffice to say, this is... It, it, it's a spear, <laughs> but it doesn't have any of the mythological, historical uh, abilities of Gungnir. So this is a medium Gungnir at best. Same with the, uh, same with the Assault of the Bouquet ones. Day to live, I give a pass. I give that one a pass. And index, uh, index. I mean, index is uh... <laughs> index is index. Index is index. It's a very complicated thing. Anyways, moving on to the others. So, in Halo, Gungnir is a variant of Mjolnir armor designed for use in conjunction with the Spartan laser weapon. And that's it. So this this gets, like, massive down points, sp- strictly for being a suit of armor rather than a weapon. But it does get some points for being con- able to be connected to a weapon that is very Gungnir. Are you talking about the Spartan laser? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't played Halo in forever, okay? I didn't know you played Halo at all. <laughs> Who didn't play Halo back in the day? That's fair. Well, I guess people who weren't around back in the day to play Halo. Exactly. Halo came out in like what two thousand, two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, but there's been twenty years ago. Yeah, but there's been other games from the Halo. Whatever, 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 whatever. So everybody's played at least one Halo game, probably. I, I do feel like I have to defend Halo's honor here in that the the Mjolnir armor isn't called that because it's like magic or anything. They literally basically call it that because it sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. If there's a better justification for why anything's named anything, it's because, hey, we thought it sounded awesome. Very true. It's probably the number one. All I'm going off for all of this pop culture analysis is just, they named it Gungnir, so I'm mentioning it. Like in the anime, Unlimited Fafnir. (laughs) Points, it's a spear. Alright, it loses points for being a bad CGI spear. And it loses points for never being used for melee attacks, only to shoot lightning at stuff. This is a bad Gungnir. So now there's the Gungnir the game, which made it very hard to find anything related to Gungnir in games, which was very frustrating. It is a, uh, in the game, it is a demon lance, and I believe the primary weapon of the main character. I don't know anything else about it, I haven't actually played the game. So then, going on, in, uh, History's Strongest Disciple Kenichi... A manga and anime series I have never, ever seen before. 
Gungnir is a martial arts technique consisting of rapid and powerful strikes that boast 100% accuracy. That's it. <laughs> That's the entire Wikipedia article I found on it. And then Sword Art Online probably has it? Maybe? Probably? I don't know. <laughs> well, because they have, like, Excalibur, and a ton of their stuff is based on, in the, like, Alfheim is based on Norse mythology. We'd have looked into it, but that would require us to have watched Sword Art Online. Well, no, because I looked it up, and I, there might be, like, a weapon in one of the video games that's called Gungnir, but it's for, like, the Gungale Online video game. So I don't know. So I honestly don't know if, like, a proper spear Gungnir exists. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a... If you know more about this, let me know. Let me know. Because I, I would like to know. Actually, if you have any other Gungnirs that you... That you Eli, or you, the viewers, listeners, whatever, ha- know about, let me know so I can compile additional information. <sighs> okay. that That's that's everything I had written down. So that that's the episode. <laughs> uh, thoughts, Eli? Not really. Uh, combination of still being at least slightly out of it from Wednesday, uh, from Tuesday... Uh, you talking about Simple Gear for about 15 minutes straight and uh, a couple of things that mean that I'm pretty checked out right now. You know what? That's fair. I I, I remember Habiki. I remember, uh, I remember Gun Gear. She has to like activate it with the magical singing. She turns into a werewolf at one point and as it grows through her body and sends shards of crystal through her organs which enabled her to bare knuckle punch out a freaking noise which was unambiguously one of the cooler things i've seen in anime <laughs> if only because if only in context i've never seen this in anime aside from simple gear so this has entirely been a learning experience for me that's good that is the that is part of the purpose of this is to teach you lore in any case uh that's where we'll end it today and uh we'll pick up another time with another piece of simple lore i don't i don't know which uh what piece of simple lore we'll do next but should be something interesting in any case if you're not already on the discord i don't know why you're not already on the discord go get on the discord it is probably the easiest and quickest way to get in contact with either of us for anything mostly because neither of us have lives so (laughs) i 95 percent of the time one of us will be active on discord so so a single message will be noticed i think oh yeah but uh until next time i have been eli and i have been lilith And this has been Anime Stroganoff.